Welcome to the garden, niggas. It's Huey. And it's Jay. And this is the Grow Bro Podcast where we talk about shit. <laughs> yeah, that is exactly what we do. <laughs> How you been doing, bro? I've been doing good. How are you? I am doing pretty good. Pretty good. Life life has been pretty nice to me so far. No, that's always good. Listen, because it can also be a bitch. That is also true. Super facts. And and yeah. But nigga, we make it. We make it through every week. For sure. <laughs> Let's go ahead and jump into it. What did you make it through this week? Um I made it through some conversations about our last episode. Um, so we had the art of minding your business. Mm-hmm. Um some people decided they wanted to let me know that they've been minding their business. And I had to inform them that is actually not what you have been doing. <laughs> uh, you cannot be minding your business and know every intricate detail. That's actually not how that works. People who mind their business tend to be oblivious. <laughs> so um, that was the thing. And I was like, hey, man, that's cool that you think that that's what you're doing. But it's OK. You can listen to the episode. Uh, we also <laughs> had uh, we also had some conversations about like um how dragon negatively impacts people does the adverse thing like we talked about um uh going to therapy was cool i made it through that so it was just a lot of sessions uh some sessions are really like you know lighthearted. we're just kind of doing like light checkup work and then sometimes we're doing full-blown overhauls and i leave the session all in my feelings being like i'm not doing life right <laughs> so <laughs> i know so, that feeling very well so yeah uh that's essentially what i made it through oh and i discovered i didn't discover she was already out but i uh got into this ari lennox album and i really appreciate it it's been my new thing uh, it's so amazing i actually just listened to it today and i love it granted i knew shea butter baby from the uh i think the creed 2 soundtrack i think okay. it was on there but yeah that that album's amazing uh it's 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 a vibe i wish i still smoked weed Mm. it is i would love to see more uh so when i didn't know she was on dreamville so that makes sense i feel like dreamville and tde are doing this thing where they mirror each other so i wonder not necessarily an answer in a negative way but if ari lennox is the answer to scissor because they have songs that are very structured very similarly like in that way uh so i so now my new goal is to see if uh, one of there's a festival or a song where Solange, SZA, and Ari Lennox do a song or a festival together, just to watch young millennials oh uh, watch gosh. in their top of their heads pop off like the Jet commercial when Purple Smoke comes out. I, uh, yeah, I, I feel I, like I, there would be tons of smoke. <laughs> I would have to hit the J at that. I'm sorry. That just sounds yeah, like right. a moment that I need to experience, and now I'm upset. That you've planted that seed in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, because real. it needs to happen. Yeah. It really needs to happen. <clears throat> so that's that's what I made it through. <laughs> so what did you make it through? Um, well, I made it through a psychiatrist appointment. That was fun. Uh, okay. I was on Zoloft and I kind of just stopped taking it. Uh, and he said, maybe I shouldn't do that anymore. Uh mm. And make sure I consult with, you know, him when I don't want to take things or feel like I don't need to. Uh, and now they have me on, well, Butrin uh, for depression and to help me with my uh, 
just to focus and pay attention to things better. Okay. So we're going to see how that works. I did look it up. I was very afraid that it was going to have sexual side effects, but it does not. Oh. Apparently. So hopefully it won't kill whatever sex life I do end up having like Zoloft did. Because that just had me in a mess. So I made it through that. Um, Last week, I wanted to try uh, like a raw vegan kind of diet. Okay. With no experience on how to prepare anything. So I was literally just smoothies, oatmeal, and salads. Mm. Um, And I did pretty good. I stayed with it. Uh, I got into a habit where I would meal prep and not eat all the food and end up throwing shit in the trash. Uh, but I mm. finished every smoothie and every salad that I made. I'm proud of myself for that. Shout out to you. Listen, not wasting money. Um, there was a few times where I had like, you know, real food, like cooked food that was really good. But the first time it was because it was free. They we had a meeting at work and they gave us lunch. So I'm like, OK, I'm going to take the free food. Um, oh, yeah, and then so. the other time me and my sister had went out to the movies and went to Nando's after. Um, so it was like a brother sister thing. So I felt like it was a decent occasion to eat real food. Um, and I feel like I ate something on Saturday that was like cooked. Either way, mm. all my salads are gone. The smoothies are gone. Uh, so I have oatmeal at work. And yeah, so I was doing that, hitting the gym, getting my, my temple ready, you know. Niggas about to start shooting season three, chapter two. Mm. So you okay. know, look at you. You know, just slight work, like productive. I, like I need to be productive. I like being productive. Um. So yeah, my my headspace has been pretty good. Physically, I've been feeling really good. Emotionally, I've been feeling good. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm here, and I'm doing good. I can always tell when you're feeling really good. Because you start taking the super artsy selfies, which, <laughs> which then in turn proves my point. If you guys go back and listen to some of the other episodes that we had previously, where he was like, I don't think I'm attractive. And then uh, I was watching. I was sitting back and watching all these dudes. He is fine and all that shit. And I was like, yep. And then he was like, oh, don't nobody pay me no attention. I'm re- reading all these comments. Somebody wrote you a poem. Well, I don't know what that shit was about. <laughs> Nick wrote you some lines, bars, whatever the fuck. <laughs> uh, shout out to him. No disrespect. These are just jokes. Uh, so, so I love it. I was like, and I was like, oh, okay, bet. So now there's that is Twitter evidence that we now cannot go back with the uh no nobody like now think I'm cute. Blah, 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 blah. Like now. I now. don't think I said I don't think people think I'm cute. I feel like I said I don't expect people to feel like I'm cute. Mm. At least I hope that's what I said. You know what? Uh, I ain't about pulling up receipts. We're about moving forward here at the Grow Bro Podcast. So what, we, so what we will do. My jokes still it. get paid dust on Twitter. You All right. Let's, we're going to get into this. <laughs> and this is fair because I see a lot of people do this. The reason why a lot of times y'all's jokes don't go over is because of the timing of the thing that you retweet or post before the joke. 
and that's a lot of people doing this too. Somebody else had hit me up like, yeah, man, people don't be paying none of my jokes like any attention. And I was like, well, you did just retweet a gang of like femi- like black feminism stuff. Um, and then like, and, and, you know, like telling people stop being transphobic. And then like you made a joke about something else. And I assume if I'm reading that in order, I don't know that you're playing. <laughs> so I can't tell if this thing that you're doing is whatever. So I think that's the what, being multifaceted in that way of like being really smart, being really mindful of things that are happening in the world or happening in various communities. Sometimes we don't know. That's exactly what I wrote yesterday. Like I wish I could be as funny on Twitter and on Facebook as I am in real life, but everything is based on timing. And so you can't teach comedic timing via social media and people don't know your tone. So that is the thing. I guess. Okay. I know that you're funny. You make me laugh. That is that is fair. That's why I've gotten so far with people as I have, because jokes. Mimi. 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 Oh, what do you you thought I was gonna sing? Absolutely not. And that's not what I was doing. I was actually referring to Mariah Carey. Are you guys big Mariah Carey fans? Like Baby Huey and Frankie? Well, if you are, then you definitely want to check out Boys Love Mariah. Listen, they're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. So get your honey outfit, dance, uh, listen, fantasy, do all that, dream lovers, all of that. Gather up all your friends and y'all can uh, do whatever it is that you need to do with the boys that love Mariah. So listen, little lambs, go do your thing. Subscribe, rate, and review to Boys Love Mariah. Tell them Jay sent you. Well, we uh, loving or leaving alone this week. You got something? Uh, I think this will tie into our main topic. I think we the thing I will be leaving alone is uh, relationships of any sort that don't benefit you. Oh, my gosh. I love those so much. So, uh... I kind of go through this thing or I essentially have been called out for being uh, too selfless, right? Mm. Like I do a lot of things for other people, which I'm absolutely happy to do. Like I've grown up to be a giver, like do work for charity, do things for people, help people get out of their own way, which is one of my own flaws, but I can't fix it, but I can help other people do it. Uh, Do that thing where I end up putting them first. Um, And then when it's my turn, like, hey, man, I need your help. In which asking for help is extremely hard for me. Um, I try to go do this thing and then it's not reciprocated. And so the thing that I've been told is like, you need to stop doing that. You you do it for everybody else. You go above and beyond. Stay up late. Go meet people. This, that and the third. Uh, Work with people. Take less pay. Whatever the issue is that I need to stop doing that. And so now I'm in the process of like, if if it doesn't benefit me as well, then it's not worth me doing it. And it's going to be hard because that's just not it's a, against my entire nature. Um, it's counterintuitive to what I do, but it, it's a thing that has to happen for me uh, in order to grow. So that is the thing that I'm leaving alone. I can actually rock with that. <clears throat> but mine is, is more so um, dating related. OK, stuff. Uh, you know, when you when I sit back and look back at my life and I just say, wow, nigga, you made it do some things. I 
I kind of realized that I will put too much into a situation. Um, sometimes unintentionally. And mm-hmm. when it's not reciprocated, it really um messes with my head and makes me sad and things. So I'm really learning okay. how to make sure that I'm not over-investing because I am the kind of nigga that does fall fast. Give me alone. But okay. there's a way to do that and manage it better. And I think it starts by admitting the fact that I do fall fast, but just because I'm, you know, in my feelings and stuff, that doesn't mean I have to give too much or, you know, just pour everything out like I want to. So I'm really learning how to, although I hate the term and the phrase go with the flow because I just, I don't know what's flowing, but I'm learning Mm -hmm. how to not put too much into a situation and not give more than what I'm getting back. Um, and it's cool. Okay. It's cool. Um, so yeah, I, I've been giving that up as well. And I'm happier. Yeah, I think that's the overall goal, right? Like the overall goal is the to end up at a happier place. Um, whether that be adding or subtracting things from your life. Um that's where we need to end up at. We're a place where you're consistently happy. And I think that's the goal. One, that's the goal of the show to help other people discover things that will help them essentially get to a place where you are consistently happy. And then also to show like how we have to struggle with those things too. Right? Like it's not easy to be consistently happy. Mm -hmm. Things happen all the time. You really have Uh, to work at it and it takes effort and a genuine desire to be happy. Um, Yeah. But I just, damn. Woo. Okay. Um, Ian Levanzant has a quote. Um, I'm probably going to butcher it a smidge, so I'm going to okay. uh, say this. It's, my cup runneth over. What's in the cup is mine. What runneth over is for y'all. Okay. Um, Don't let niggas drink from your cup. They get what's on the salsa. <laughs> That's fair. That's super fair. And if they drinking out your cup, they need to be pouring something back into it. So we all learned our days of the week in like what? Kindergarten, preschool, you know, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then that 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 last one is something about that Saturday, man, which is why Jay pulled together a bunch of dope storytellers, including myself and himself for the Saturday series podcast where we recapped our childhood memories and what Saturdays really meant to us. The first season is available now. You guys should definitely go check it out and catch up before season two drops and see whose stories you can relate to. Let's get back to the show. The thing that we're going to talk about today is friendship. Friends. Mainly like adult friendships and and things that we how we create them, how awkward they are, and things like that. So do you have any thoughts about um like adult friendships? Um they're awkward as hell. I that's no, true. <laughs> it, it's weird. Um a lot of my adult friendships developed 
without the intention of becoming friends with anybody. It's mostly been like with coworkers. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, when you're in a miserable establishment working together, you can't help but either bond or hate each other. And I'm mostly bonded with people. So, <laughs> um, so that's where a lot of my friendships have come from. I have attempted to, and I also have made friends on Twitter as well, uh, that I'm really, really close with. And then friends I've made through other friends, but it's never been a, a situation where it's like, Oh, I'm going to go in this and I'm probably going to come out with the friend. It's more like I'm going to go in this situation. I'm already ready to go home. And then I just so happen to find somebody that I can spark conversation with and have a good time with. Um, but yeah, it's, it's awkward. I feel like when you're younger, you have this freedom and this, your, your sense of self is, is structured differently. So you're not as self-conscious and you don't think that you sound dumb when you're like, Hey, let's be friends. Do you want to be my friend? But I think when you get older, you, you're more so worried about the perception of, of approaching somebody that way. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, why is high school? Well, it's still light outside. It's eight o'clock. Yeah, at night. I was like, what's what's happening right now? Exactly. <laughs> I swear he sells drugs. Because even when it be dark outside, he'd be out there eight nine o'clock. I'm like, bruh, that must be some good ass yeah. week. But no, um, I think when we become more self aware and more self conscious, it's like mm, I don't want to ask to be somebody's friend because that's so childish, and I don't want them to think I'm like this or that I'm needy or desperate. But I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like, oh, there seems to be dope things in common with us. Do you want to build a friendship? Like, yeah, for sure. So mm, I don't know. It's it's. Definitely different. Like I said, when you're a child, you're more free, free thinking. Um, so, yeah. But what about you? So, yeah, like adult friendships, um, adult friendships are kind of weird to me. Um, I think mainly because the way that I function in friendship is like through like consistency. And then, like you said, like shared things that we like together. So, like, I like this thing. You like this thing. We both hang out and do that stuff. So. Um, but I also break things down into categories of like, we are cool versus we are friends, right? right. So, um, I'm cool with a ton of people. I'm not friends with a whole bunch of folks. I uh, can say similarly. Yeah, right. So that's the thing. That's the kind of the way that I function. So like, um, and it's no knock to them. It's just the way my brain works. So like, I'm cool with what I feel like a lot of people, um, whether that be in person, via Twitter, via Facebook or anything like i think we're all really cool i very rarely think that i could hit them up and be like i need something from you right um and i could be wrong like i'm i'm open to being proved wrong to be like no i consider you a friend right um and and then i would then in turn do the work to be a proper friend um i i think the thing is too yeah i think that i've always had to do this thing like i would have to ask hey do you want to be friends? Hey, I'm I'm asking you for a friendship, right? 
um, which is a concept that is fairly new to me. I think the thing that used to happen to me is just like we would just hang out until we didn't want to hang out no more. <laughs> so uh, it, that's the the same thing. Like, yo, we cool. Like, it's the thing. I, I've never been a person to like hold grudges or beefs or anything like that because I, I know people have been like, oh, you don't hang out with such and such anymore. I thought y'all was friends. And I was like, we was just cool. And now we don't speak. And it's no uh, harm to them. It's no, you know, I don't wish them any ill will. It's just we was just cool. Right. And so cool comes with like this kind of like it's a it's a gray, right? Like back to your point about going with the flow. Like that's how that friendship works for me. Like we don't text every day or we do talk or we do text every day or we talk on the phone or we don't talk on the phone. I won't talk to you for like a month. Then we'll talk to you like, you know, for three days straight. Uh, But like we don't do things like check in. We don't. Everything is very surface versus like friends where i'm like you know i will tell you things or like um divulge like when i feel bad or something like that too because sometimes when you're just cool with people you don't know how much you can kind of share with them right and then also people don't have the language to be like hey you're making me feel weird because you feel weird Uh, so (laughs) so i'm gonna just get out of here they normally just leave and that's what i'm accustomed to right and as a person who struggles with like abandonment issues uh i tend to not really get super close to folks in that way right i don't mm. want to give them the opportunity to have that one up on me and i also don't want to give too much folks with too much information that they that i feel like is senseless or doesn't matter to them um so that's the thing where i'm just i'm happy with just being cool right um but now i want to get in the thing where i have more friends like people i can depend on people i can share my feelings with people i can um like you know talk to and then also in turn too because i'm a really good listener active listening um so those things I have to use those skills to be a better friend. Mm. So yeah, adult friendships are tricky. They are. And I feel like a lot of people too have this narrow idea of, of how a friendship should be or what a friendship dynamic is or what a quote unquote real friend is. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like that kind of limits people or makes people feel like, Oh, well I don't want to fuck with them because they're not a real friend because they don't, follow my code of friendship and it's just like mm-hmm. every friendship can be different the dynamic can be different and it doesn't make it any less or more real than your other friends it's just that's the dynamic that you guys have i think the biggest thing is being able to depend on each other being able to listen to each other and and be there when you need each other you know what i mean because i have my friends that i talk to well I'm not lie. I have my group chat friends. I have mm-hmm. my friends that I hit up individually. Even in some of my friend groups, I have friends that I'm a little well, that I communicate with differently. Put it that way. Okay. Or communicate a little bit more or less with, but it doesn't make the love I have for them any more or less than the rest of the group. That's just the dynamic that we have individually. Yeah. Um, I got friends that I might not talk to for a while and then we talk. It's just like like we talked yesterday, and then I have friends that I might talk to more consistently. Um, and it changes like depending on what's going on. It might be a, a time period where it's a lot going on and like Game of Thrones is on, so we bonding over Game of Thrones, that's our thing. But once the shit's over, it's just like, uh, well, I mean, I'm gonna talk to you later. Like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Sometimes the the communication is called out by something, but again, it doesn't make the friendship any less more 
any more or less real because I know that I can call on some of these people when I'm in need and they'll be responsive and vice versa. Yeah, I absolutely can agree to that. And I think I'm trying to get to that place. Right. So I'm in a space, like I said, it's hard for me to ask for help or say something's going on. Because also as a person who struggles, like, you know, like, you know, as well, like with anxiety or issues like that, and even some like control issues, it's hard for me to like admit that something's wrong or something's up that I'm going to need help or I need somebody to talk to Mm -hmm. because you constantly feel like you're bothering folks. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I tend to not say anything like, oh, I'll just figure it out. I'll, I'll, um, I'll figure it out. And then it'll be, it'll be fine. Like, and that's sometimes it works out. Sometimes I do figure it out. Sometimes I do understand what it is i need to do to go about this properly like you like you used to say like sometimes you gotta self-soothe and then you'll be fine um but sometimes it's deeper than that you get stuck in your thoughts you get stuck in the emotion and you need a person to be like hey man i haven't heard from you hey man let's go out hey man it seems like you're in a funk right um and and i don't have those people right so the the thing about it is the way our friendships are set up is just like we talk when we talk. Mm. It's not. And it's even when the patterns are like, I haven't talked to them in a week. I still will go back like, Hey man, I haven't, I mean, I seen you posting on IG or posting whatever on Twitter, but like, I haven't heard from you. Like, yo, you good? Like, or Hey, your IG stories seem really cryptic. What's up? Like, um, so that kind of thing versus it doesn't swing the other way. Right. And Mm. I also tend to not like, do a lot of that like cryptic tweets or anything like that Bruh. where it's like something seems off <laughs> it's like something um something seems off so we should go check on him uh so that's that's a thing too yeah and i'm i'm working on being a more active friend um and mm-hmm. being the one to initiate conversation for the longest time i wasn't a, a conversation initiator and that's just how it was but i'm also very introverted and i'm always in my own head so People would be like, well, you don't want to be. It's like, it's not that it's, it's not that you're not on my mind. Like I'll think about people all the time, mm-hmm. but it won't cross my mind to initiate a conversation, especially when it's like, I don't know what to talk. I don't like small talk. Oh, so it'll be like, yeah. I'll be thinking about somebody. I'm like, damn, I'm thinking about somebody. I hope they're doing good. Yada, yada. But then it's like, I'll, I don't think to hit them up. This is like, Hey, Hope you're doing all right. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, no, that's real. <laughs> so is is that? But um, so I'm working on that. I think me and a friend aren't friends anymore. I'm not sure. Um, because it was just a lot of differences where we just thought differently on different things. Um, and I think it was a situation where. I didn't meet his needs or qualification for what a friend is, which I understand. Mm. Um, But it kind of sucks when you do have, you know, adult friendship and it dissolves Um, so that it it was sucky. But, you know, I, I don't, I think that some friendships and some people are meant to come and then go. Some are meant to stay. Some are meant to come, go and come back depending on how they Mm go. Um, And sometimes you form a friendship with somebody, but you might not be in a place to handle that specific friendship, or they might not be in a place to handle that that specific relationship. But because 
you view all friendships the same. You think you can just go into it. It's like, nah, this friendship is going to require you to move differently than you do with some of your other friends. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'm learning that when approaching, I can't approach each friendship the same way. I can't approach each friendship um, with the mindset that I'm not going to hit them up because I don't do small talk and it's probably going to sound dumb because some people enjoy that. And I'm not saying I'm going, I'm going to do it all the time, but some people like, and you know, it makes them feel good when you do that regular check-in, you know, that, Hey, what's going on? I just want to check on you, whatever. Um, and because they're my friend and I care for them, I want to show them that. And if that's how they can receive it, then that's what I'm going to do. Um, because I can't be somebody's friend and expect them to receive my friendship the way I want to give it to them. Mm. No, that's real. So that's been something that I've really been working on. Um, because like I said, me and a friend kind of fell out, but I think I was really approaching that friendship. You know, well, this is how I'll be a friend to somebody. If you don't like it, you don't like it. As opposed to this is how I'm a friend to somebody, but I understand that this is not a way that you can receive my friendship. And instead of just letting it fall out and dissolve, you know, actually take, you know, the time and put the effort into making sure that we can build a dynamic that, you know, it feels like, okay, you can receive my friendship. I'm receiving yours and we're on the same page. Um, Because when you really care about that kind of, like, you know, that relationship, it kind of sucks when it's gone. But my ego got in the way and I think his did too. Um, maybe down the line we'll, you know, become friends again. Maybe not, but it's all love. Yeah, I've definitely had a friendship like that where, um, you know, we we all cared for each other, um, in a way, and I think, um, so I was friends with a woman and her dude, um, at different points separately. So we had I worked with the dude. Uh, and I also worked with a girl and everything was fine. Uh, and then eventually once at some point uh, we all became this big friend group, um, we had different ideas at some point. And I think the level of closeness uh, between her and I versus him and I changed. Mm. Um, but it was one of those things too, where I kind of was in the middle of their relationship. Like, um, I felt like I knew more intimate details than I probably needed to know, but it's also I didn't have the language to say like you probably shouldn't share that with me, oh, right? Yeah, like yeah. it was it was one of those things Boundaries. like yeah yeah we well, yeah right like I didn't have it to be like you pr- don't don't tell me about y'all's love life for real, but like it's being my idea of being a good friend is like I'm gonna sit here listen I'm not passing judgment, but I know you need to get this off of you, um and so I would just do that, but then it would come back. To where, like, <laughs> she would say what she told. And so then it would be weird because now I'm sitting here looking at this nigga like, yeah, she did tell me about y'all's business. Uh, but I'm being a good friend. I ain't judging you. We still cool. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so uh, and it, it became this big thing. And then uh, eventually, like, when the when I think it was time for them to, like, split, I guess, it was like, you got to pick. And I was like, oh, this this isn't fair. Like, uh, and so then it became like, since I wouldn't pick, it became this, like you never had loyalty to any of us. So 
that was a thing. And so, yeah, and I'm, and I'm big on like that thing happens to me, too. Like I, I had to get into a point of like looking into the cycle of like knowing people for a little while and the things kind of just like blowing up. And whose fault is that? Or is it my fault? Or how does that always happen to me with like friendships or whatever? Um, because like you said, maybe it was for us to fall apart or like this one thing to happen where we could just easily patch this up with a conversation versus like, no, nah, we've outgrown each other and we need to acknowledge that. Um, so I think that was the thing that I, I've had to like deal with. Um, but let's get into the five lies of uh, uh, five lies about adult friendship. Okay. So. Let's see. The first one is we should know how to make and keep friends as an adult. So in this one, uh, in this article, it says that navigating friendships as an adult can be can be difficult, which you and I have already discussed. But it's also the idea of, you know how to make friends. Right. But the thing is, as adults, we don't. We we ask for or we assume that we can still make friends the same way we made friends like when we were kids and which is like you and i've previously discussed which is essentially like we just keep doing the same thing over and over until we one of us just decides i'm friends with that person we've never verbally said that nobody's nobody's committed to anything we just you just keep wanting to go do the same thing with the same person and you just make up in your mind that we are friends now. Yeah. And then some deep, dark secret or, you know, you have this big emotional moment and it's like you bond over some form of trauma. And next thing you know, you're besties. Yeah. <laughs> That's real. Until one of you says something negative about Beyonce. Yeah. 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 And it's like, oh, I got to question this. Maybe you got to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to go. Have a nice life. Um, yeah, and so in this, one of the, like I said, knowing how to make friends and keep friends, especially keeping friends, right? Yeah. I think it's, as as adults, like our lives are constantly changing. I mean, you change careers, you know, you get in and out of relationships, you move, um, you start a family, you move, yeah, all kinds you of grow. stuff happens to you. You as much people as think of, um, you know, further bettering yourself, especially when it comes to school or asking for money or getting more money. As much people think is that affects romantic relationships it really does affect friendships yeah so um i know in situations where i've made more money than my friends and i've either like paid for something or whatever they either one get accustomed to that like oh jay's gonna pay for it or they say something about it i remember saying like i wanted to go back to school and get my master's and somebody had just openly said like damn man you're trying to be a career student like you don't think going to school <laughs> was enough you going to go to like, school school yeah i'm like yeah i just and the reason why my my answer to that was i don't want the amount i make or the amount that i ask to be made uh, the amount that i want to make when i put it down when we're doing negotiations for me to get this job i don't want it to be negotiable i'm not asking for that <laughs> like the money i the dollar amount i put down is the dollar amount i put down and i have the paperwork to back up why i'm asking for that so that was the thing, and which then led to the question for me, from me to them is, when y'all go get these jobs, how do y'all know how much y'all supposed to make? Mm. 
Because y'all are just going in here and being like, well, I made $17 over here and I made $12 over here. So I guess I want to make 15 over here. And I'm like, yeah, well, in with my schooling and all that other stuff, it says a person with my experience is supposed to make X amount of dollars. So how do y'all know since y'all have never stepped foot on a college campus or a tech school or anything like that? How do y'all know? Are y'all are they doing you a favor when they say they're going to give you 12 bucks an hour? Um, I don't know. The bar is low. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I was just like and that wasn't I wasn't trying to be like sassy or no shit like that. I genuinely was like, I don't know how you asked for that. I don't know. And then getting into this big conversation about how, you know, college is a scam, blah, 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 blah. But then it, that forever affected that particular friendship. Mm. Yeah, I I get that because. Like you kind of grow at different rates and then sometimes you grow in different directions. And the way you see the world changes and develops into something completely different than what your friends do. Not saying that they're not growing and changing as well, but it just it's different. And I mean, I've had like two periods in my life where my friendships were tested because of kind of growth. Um, first one clearly. Well, when I came out, that was a period where it's like I, I'm growing and blossoming into this person that I wasn't before. So I don't know how my friends are going to accept me. Um, I don't know how I'm going to be received. I don't know if they're safe. Mm. You know what I mean? So it was that. And luckily, for the most part, they, they're they cool. You know, I haven't had any issues, but it's still something that's like, I don't fully trust you, but I love you, bro. And then the second period was when I started becoming more socially conscious about things and uh, you know, being able to um, identify and articulate, you know, like why things are oppressive and to various communities and seeing other people not growing in that same way or, you know, still holding on to certain ideas and beliefs. It's like, yo, that's pretty fucking problematic. Like that's, that's bad. You know what I mean? Mm. So, right. That that kind of shook a lot of, and I never really talked about it with any of them. It was more like an internal struggle, but it shook a lot of structures because it's like, how do I maintain my stance on certain issues, but still align myself with these people? Um, That was actually something that I brought up in therapy. And he was just like, again, set the boundary, you know, you know, make it clear that you, you're not going to accept certain things in your presence. I'm like, but what about when I'm not there? He was like, that's none of your business. <laughs> yeah, fair. So I'm like, okay, but yeah, it, it is kind of tricky when you're growing differently and you don't know how to reconcile that. You don't know what to do. It's just like, do we just grow apart and wither out or do we find some middle ground? Is middle ground even possible? So we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Like managing a friendship is just like managing a, a romantic relationship. Is Yeah. There's no man kind of doing what feels good. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So the second one is we don't have enough friends. Now, under this is essentially saying that everybody's number is different. Some people want want to have a lot of friends. Some people don't want to have a lot of friends. They just want to have a close knit circle. 
But in the article, it says having even just one close friend can have an overwhelming positive impact on our emotional and physical well-being. Um, so in this, you really want to aim for quality over quantity. Right. I so. But yeah, which is a thing, I think, um, as a person who uh, is working to have close friends, um, that is the thing where I don't know how many I'm supposed to have because some people can't do everything. Right. Right. So it's a it's a thing like they can't be everywhere. They don't want to talk all the time. Um, so I'm still kind of finding that thing. So how do you feel about that? Like, do you feel like having a big friend circle or like a close knit group of friends? I personally, for me, I like having my close knit group of friends and a wide net of associates. Mm. Um, I have certain people that I would go to talk about certain things and people that I definitely would never even show any sign of I need emotional support from you. Um, and those are usually the people that are more in the associates realm. Um, but it all depends on what I require. A big thing for me has been making sure that I can be self-sufficient and looking toward to friends for supplement. So it's never a matter of me needing somebody for something, but you know, it'll be great to have this perspective. It'll be great to have this voice. It'll be great to have this energy around me. So that's what I look for more. And, and I appreciate more as a supplemental stuff. So a small group of friends works for me, but I can understand how people who may be more extroverted and enjoy being around people, how a bigger friend circle will work for them. And then for me too, as far as managing friendships, again, it's work. I don't feel like working with a bunch of motherfuckers. I don't have the the energy span to do that. I will get drained. So keeping my, my friend circle and people that I, I really consider close friends, um, you know, smaller, it allows me to be more active, which I'm working on doing um, in those friendships because I'm not rationing myself out, of, you know, amongst a whole bunch of people. If that makes no, sense. Fair. No, it absolutely does. I think that's the same thing too. I'm not big on having like a super big friend circle. Um, I think even in a situation for like when I was at uh, the something in the water festival, it was a fair amount of people that I had worked with a fair amount of people that I've done podcasting things with locally. Um, and it was like a group of us standing. It was about 25 people deep. And I just kept remembering feeling so like, tight and tense because i'm like standing there like i've had a conversation or have several conversations or hung out with these people one-on-one and it felt fine but now all of us are in the same space at the same time talking about essentially the same thing and i'm like oh this is a i don't like any of this i don't like any of this everybody go back home everybody get out of here leave leave now uh so yeah it was a. It was definitely a thing. And, and that's the other thing, too. Like, I come from that. Like, I come from a big family. I come from um, everybody in the neighborhood hanging out. So it's 16 to 20 kids playing together. And I don't know at what point in my life when I was like, I don't want to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to do, do any of that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, having it's really up to you. Whatever you decide is enough friends. Right. Right. Um, but I do agree that, you know, quality 
over quantity is a key. And I think that's how a lot of people end up in quote unquote friendships that don't serve them well um, and end up in really messy friendships and, you know, those, you know, nice, nasty friendships because it's more so based on the quantity and not the quality of their relationship because it to a certain at, at a certain point it's like i can't have you or this type of energy around me it doesn't mean that it's bad it's just it does not mess well with me we are not you know vibrating at a frequency that would allow us to exist in the same space harmoniously mm. and it's it's been people where i had to you know step back from because of that um so yeah quality is very important and i feel like that is something that should be taken into consideration. Absolutely. So for number three, it says that we should have a best friend. Now, just to reiterate, guys, these are five lies we tell ourselves about adult friendships. So number three, again, is we should have a best friend. Now, they're saying that my mom and my best friend. Oh, don't do that. Is that <laughs> that because that's also the same people who say like my son is my valentine (laughs) (laughs) don't don't do that that's a (laughs) no-no so uh oh yeah yeah that's a shame uh so 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 in this situation what a lot of times what we do is when we say that yo this is my best friend is essentially you give that person everything you give them all your information you you come and turn to them and sometimes that that energy is not reciprocated mm-hmm. and so instead of saying that that is your best friend you can say i found my person or this is our person we close w- yeah like that's it <laughs> essentially saying like one thing like there's a there could be one person that you share your innermost like feelings with and then another person who is just like, I just love drinking with that dude or like right. or that girl or like going out. And that doesn't they don't that doesn't mean you have multiple best friends. I'm always weirded out by a person who has like several best best friends where they're just like, yes, this and that's my best friend. And that's my best friend. And that's my best friend. And I'm like, damn, how many best friends you got? Right. The people who like, I would probably label best friend are people that I, I label like my brother or my sister. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. So it's like at, at at that point, like you fam, like I consider yeah. you fam. I consider my brother, my sister. So I have a lot of friends that I refer to as my brother or my sister because that's just the nature of our relationship. And then I have my friends, but best friend is just like, I mean, I got fam and I got friends. Hmm. Yeah, I feel the same way. Um. There are some people that I'm super cool with in the way where we have we have done things, we have stories to share about each other, um, and all that other stuff. But it's not like best friend seems so like too strong of a word. Yeah, and it's not it's not the thing, right? Like, because it's back to the previous point. Like, we don't talk all the time, but I know, like, I could pick the phone up and call them, and we will talk like we just talked yesterday. Um. And I haven't spoken to them in years. So it's not a big deal. Um, but yeah, all of that, just you're my best friend for everything seems weird to me. It but. just it it gives me top eight vibes. 
And mm. well, why ain't I in your top eight? Well, why ain't I the first one in your top eight? Well, you can't have yeah. more than one best friend. You can only have one best because best and like child, shut the fuck up. And, and we really do need to have a talk about the fights that MySpace caused. Man, the quote unquote friendships that were ended because <laughs> yeah, just oh, I didn't make it. I remember I had to open oh, my so shit up to six. like top thirty two or some shit. Like I had to open it. I had to open it all the way up. Like all right, look, everybody wants to be up here now. Oh man, social media really. Um, and this is kind of a side note, and I'm sorry to go on it, but. Social media really introduced the performance of friendship as a qualifier. Mm. And people get so, I feel as though people get very caught up in performing friendship as opposed to building and nurturing and establishing friendship. You know, it's like, well, why ain't you on their Instagram? Oh, y'all friends, but you ain't no pictures. But like, the fuck? Oh, that's your friend? Well, I ain't never heard you talk about them before. The f- uh, but uh-huh. that don't mean nothing. I got a whole life yeah. outside of you, or I got a whole life outside of Instagram or Twitter. So no, like you might not, I might not talk about all of my friends or my good friends or my fam around you because it the conversation doesn't call for that. Being so and so might not take no pictures together because we just don't photograph well together, or just because we don't. That don't mean they're any less of a friend than other friends. Like, okay, no, that's real. You know what? So we're here. We're here now. So I have to. This is a real thing. <laughs> so, so that is true. I absolutely agree with everything you said, and I do think that's the thing. So, two questions. Well, mm-hmm. one's a one's a statement. One's a question. So, one, I feel like that too. So, when I came to DC, me and Huey were hanging out, and then I was like, I want Huey to post pictures of us because we was hanging out, and then he didn't post the pictures, and I was hurt. My brain was hurt. I was like, Oh, I did post did, one. We took so right. We took so many pictures. <laughs> we took so many cool pictures together. And then, uh, and then I don't know what my brain thought you were supposed to do. Like I was like, you supposed to post all of these. Uh, and then that's not what happened. And then my brain was like, he don't really like us. He don't like us like he said he do. Um, my bad, bro. No, it's fine. It's the it's absolutely fine. That was a, that's a me problem. That's not a you problem, right? So I was like, oh dang, that's crazy. Also, side note. Do you mix friends? Like, do you people you cool with at work versus the people you cool with in the street? I do you... hate doing that. It okay. It is a moment me, me of too. very high anxiety for me. I know a lot of my, my friends or my fam. I know their personalities well enough to know you may or may not well gel well with this group of people or this person. I have friends who are like, well, why you never invite me to go with the rest of your friends? It's, because I know you and at least one of them will butt heads and I am not dealing with that. I don't want to be in the midst of that. Um, I had a birthday dinner once um, mm. at this place called uh, a Park at 14th DC. Mm. Fun things. But I had a birthday dinner and I had friends from, you know, different friends, you know, different circles. Um, mm. I feel like there were side eyes and, you know, feelings and things after that. Uh, I had another birthday gathering when I had a little a suite and I got super drunk and blacked out kind of. But um, after that, it was, you know, stories. And this is like, well, so-and-so did this. I wasn't really walking with this. They got on my nerves. Uh, so it's just like, I, I don't like that. So I, I do tend to keep my, my friends and fam in those circles separate unless I know for sure that these people will gel well together. 
Mm. And it no, takes a fair. lot for me to be secure and thinking that they will gel well together. Yeah, that is the thing. That is the uh, that is the thing where I'm I'm working on. Right. So as a person who has been working on throwing events, that is the thing that I cannot stop. <laughs> like I want to sell tickets. Right. But also people from my job and people that I'm really like personally cool with show up to the events. Also, it's a it's a different thing when you're doing your art or doing something that is similar to your art in front of those people. Mm. Um, but outside of like birthday dinners and stuff like that, no, 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 no. I I learned that from watching other people. Like I'll never mix them together. I hate when people from work hang out with people I'm cool with because then the thing that happens is, um, don't don't let the smooth podcast voice fool you. Uh, I'm hood as shit, and my friends are hood as <laughs> shit. <laughs> So, so we at fancy restaurants with do rags on. Uh, they smell like black and miles uh, or con- or cognac. <laughs> so and so, uh, I probably got on some t shirt that essentially, for lack of a better word, probably says like "fuck white people in the police." Uh, and so that's what's happening. And so when you try to run up, like, "Hey, I remember you from the lunchroom," that shit ain't gonna work because they gonna one and all my friends roast people. They don't give a shit. They're not nice people. <laughs> So like, uh, so that is the thing. That's what we do. That's why we are friends because we roast each other and and we have a good time. So we think because you know me that you roast too and you don't do that. And so then you get your feelings hurt. Like that guy at the table said something foul to me. Yeah, that's yeah because he don't he don't know no better. Uh, <laughs> and also. It, and beneficial to you it is better that you don't say anything back because one of these people at the table probably has a gun on them but that's not my business <laughs> so uh that is the thing weird yeah they're not good people <laughs> and i don't know what i hang out with them but i appreciate them <laughs> but that's a real thing that's why i don't want to mix my worlds um and so yeah that is the thing so i'm glad that we got into that so that is that is funny mm. all right so Keep we're gonna uh yeah this yes for sure please do uh, number four in the five lies that we tell ourselves about adult friendship is we should hold on to childhood friends. Um, now in this thing, like Huey has previously stated, that we grow apart. Um, so the idea of trying to hold on to the friendship that does not service you in any way is for nothing. You're just staying friends for the sake of staying friends, mm. even if they put you through something traumatic. Um. And it also it doesn't it's not in your best interest to do so. So what do you think about that? Because as a person who still has childhood friends, um, we don't connect in that same way. We connect on various like small things. But do, right. do you feel like you still have a fair amount of like childhood friends or do you like keeping your childhood friends around? Um, OK. And this is probably a much better place to talk about being gay and my friends and things. So and growing. Okay. Um, so. I have uh, one one of my core groups of friends. The majority of them is five of us total. Three of the three out of the four, well, three out. Of, yeah, you know, you get but it's five of us total. I'm not going to count myself in mm-hmm. these, but three out of the four, we've been friends since elementary school. One third grade, one fourth, and I want to say the last one was sixth. Okay, great. And then the other one we met in high school through one of the ones I met in elementary school because they went to high school together. We all went to different high schools, pretty much. So we grew up together. We went through shit together and we, we've really been there for each other through shit. So those bonds, you know, they're, they're strong and they're worth holding on to. Throughout 
the growth, it's been other people in that friend circle and that friend group that came. We were cool. You know, that, that they were part of the clique. And then, you know, they kind of just grew out when we grew apart. And that's fine, too. Um, so, I mean, you, you think about five niggas. Together, can you imagine the amount of homophobic jokes that got spread around and 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 you know all that shit? So Mm -hmm. when I got to that point where it's like, nigga, you gay, deal with it. It was like, okay, I know what we talked about, and I don't know how I'm going to be accepted. And like I said, we grew up together, sleepovers, and and you know. My mother, they mother, they mother, my mother. Like, we were really close. So it was really, it was a period of anxiety. And I kind of, I told them one by one. And then, number one, them niggas ain't shit. Because they was talking about it, but like, without me knowing. Like, <laughs> y'all think he gay? I don't know. He doing Nicki Minaj for a lot. Like, so that was going on. But one of them did get, like, the last one to find out. I think he was in his bag a little bit, but he didn't even find out through me. He found out through one of the other ones because it was being messy and running their mouths. Mm-mm-mm. I know. Like some straight up bitches. Um, but no. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so, but like I said, that friend group was really, it, they were worth me holding on to. Um, I do remember a period where, like before I started telling them, I kind of distanced myself from them and we all just went out we was kicking it on the national mall and i was silent i was kind of standoffish i was it was very awkward um and i was like i right, I'm, I'm outgrowing them but it was really just the, the nervousness and the anxiety of still being accepted and and loved as a brother and all that stuff um and then even within that circle you know, political differences and differences on societal issues. It's like, I still hold on to them because they're my brothers still, but I know who to go to for what. I know who I can talk to about what. Um, and it's all love. I have no, friends no. from that I met in high school that I'm still cool with. Um, and then I have friends in high school that, you know, we follow each other on social media, but, you know, they ain't got my number. I ain't got this. Um, I'm not going to my 10 year high school reunion because the niggas I care about, I got their numbers. Not to say I don't care about anybody else, but the people I will go to see, I can just call. Mm. Um, okay. And I wasn't, I didn't want to pay because I'm financially challenged and they were doing fancy events and I'm financially challenged. Um, so I, I do think there is a value in holding on to those friends, but only if the the relationship calls for it. Just holding on for the sake of holding on is dumb. I don't like placeholders in your life. To me, that's just it's stupid. You're it's a waste of space. It's a waste of energy. Let niggas go. <laughs> no, that's real. Um. No, it's- so, and in college, I got a few friends that I'm still cool with. You know, I got two that, like, we in the group chat, like, with, excuse me, just us, we were roommates. Um, I have some in another group chat. Uh, and some that 
We on Twitter. Hey, I see you. I see you too. Oh, hey, hey girl. Hey, hey bro. What's going on? <laughs> um, so yeah, but I feel like the the biggest again, it's quality and the value of the the bond and not just a placeholder. Yeah, same thing. Um, I do have some friends that were from childhood, like growing up on the block. That we all live in the same neighborhood. Um, to the ones in high school, I I feel like those are a little bit closer. Um, some of those people I haven't talked to in forever. Um, but you know, through time, I think we ended up reconnecting. Um, a lot of us yeah. ended up living kind of close to each other. Um, or being in the same industry so running into i think i went to like one work convention and ran into like two people i went to high school with um and so we you know we connected in that way and so that was you know pretty dope and then i think that's it like you said like we grew apart um and then essentially came back together we're in different spaces right so whether i was talking to them about the podcast talking to them about therapy sports or whatever like we kind of reconnected about something um, but yeah, I don't believe that you have to have a childhood friend um, forever, mainly because like like we said before, like you grow. So you just kind of like, yeah, we might not be in the same space anymore. Mm. Um, but I've also ran into people that I knew from when I was younger who do a lot of the things they feel a certain way about women where they don't, you know, value them or they say crazy things about women or the LGBTQ community. And I'm like, I don't agree with that at all. And even if I challenge it, it's an issue. Like, right. Not even like where we get to use words. It's just kind of like, uh, I don't need it. Or the same thing. Or like, you know, they say like transphobic things. And then like, they look at me like, you agree, right? And I'm like, nah, nope. That's nope. I don't feel that way. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's always like, uh, something really weird in that way. And, and I'm, I realize that, yeah, you don't have to have a childhood friend in that way. Uh, or I can't even say like we can agree to disagree because it's just some things that are, you're just blatantly wrong about. And I'm like, yeah, no, nah, I can't. Uh, it's it's more beneficial because you're going to do that thing and then I'm going to be uncomfortable. And I don't like being uncomfortable. And so I'm just not going to be here. Yeah, it's been several times where it's like, I'm just going to go ahead and mute this group chat because the things that are being said, I'm just, uh, y'all don't want me to come in here and say what I got to say. Because it's been several times and it's always stressful when the whole friend group is on the same page on something and you're the only one that's like, but not because I know for me, it would always feel like, damn, it's everybody against me. Mm -hmm. And it kind of says like, damn, nobody on my side, but I had to learn how to not make that personal, which is still kind of difficult. Uh, especially when it comes to like queer issues, it's like, damn, like, do y'all not realize that this shit impacts me? Like, mm. it do, do, is it is it like what's what, what's not clicking? <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, it's speaking against the friend group has been a, a hard thing, but I've learned to take it less personally, even when it is matters that either directly or indirectly impact me. Um, and again, I know my boundaries with, with people. I know the extent to which I can trust people and what I can talk about with who and what conversations are beneficial for me to be a part of. Okay. And if they're not, I, I, I silent. 
Mute notifications. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that's fair. All right. So this last one, number five, is that we are a bad friend. Uh, and so in this, it says that um, there are many reasons why we might judge ourselves harshly, especially when we experience conflict. And so in most friendships um, or any relationship, uh, conflict is inevitable, and including friendships, right? Mm-hmm. So you could... You could think of yourself as a person who is conflict averse, but generally um, it means generally you prefer to avoid conversations or confrontations, but you still are affected by these uncomfortable feelings that result in difficult situations and or the thought um, of conflict. Right. So, of course, it's you don't have to have uh, of course, you could be in a relationship where you have this constant flow of conflict where you don't know or you try to play like you don't know who is the reason for the conflict, but there's a situation where you essentially would need to have some type of conflict resolution. Mm. Um, and so have you ever considered yourself to be or thought you were a bad friend? On numerous occasions, mainly because a lot of the times I, even now I don't feel like I fit the traditional definition of of a friend in a lot of people's minds um because like i said i'll think about somebody but i I most likely won't hit them up if i don't have anything of substance to talk about it's like damn i'm a bad friend because i don't initiate conversation and i really had to sit with that and think okay why don't you initiate conversation oh you don't like small talk because I avoid that shit at all. Even if we're in person, I'm just like, uh, I don't want to talk about the weather. I don't. I'm just going to be silent until there's something of substance to talk about. Um, So that I am a loner. I do a lot of things by myself. Again, mm. I need to work on being less impulsive. We'll see. But I do. I, I'll just get up and do something. I'll get up and go to the movies. And it's like, well, why didn't you invite me? It's like, because I wanted to go to the movies. Like, I, it wasn't about you. It was about me going to the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a concert that I wanted to go to, and I asked my, one of my friends. Well, I guess one of my friend, if he wanted to come, uh, he said yeah. Well, he it was like a tentative yeah for him. I was going regardless. So I bought my fucking ticket and I got a ticket that I could afford. And in that section, there were no seats together. So I said, well, I don't have to wait for him to buy a ticket because he won't be sitting together. No way. I'm going to get my ticket. Um, that I don't think he grasped that. And then he was saying, well, if I don't go, we can link up after. And I'm just like, no, like the, the point was for us to, hit the, the show together, experience it, you know, together, although we are sitting in different spaces, you know, we both get the same experience. And then after we can talk about that experience and give our thoughts on that experience, I don't want to do a debrief. <laughs> Ooh, fair. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like that. No, I like, that. <laughs> like I, I didn't want to link up and tell you about the show after I wanted to talk about the show. I wanted to, what did you like? Well, this, oh, that part was dope. Yeah. But the lady that was sitting next to me was being great. Like, that's what I want. That That's the interaction I wanted. And especially with that particular friend, we, 
like that that would have been a dope thing that we had in common. So he was the only person I thought about asking to come to go. Um, and that was just, I wanted a really specific experience with him, and that was impossible. So I was just like, well, I don't want it. And for a while, I was like, well, damn, am I a bad friend for that? And this is like, no, I don't think I was anymore. For the simple fact that I I wanted something clear, I wanted something exact, and that wasn't possible. And I knew that the alternative would not have been something that would have benefited me in a sense. Like I probably wouldn't have had the energy to make that a, a worthwhile moment because it wasn't what I wanted. No, that's fair in a sense. So I I and then you know of course that didn't sit well with him. So, and things got projected onto me. That's like, well, damn, maybe I am a fucked up person, but it's just like, no, that, that was on him. And I'll accept my parts of communication and, and, and doing what I want to do. I'll accept that, whatever, but I'm not a bad friend for that. Um, and I'm learning that oh, I'm not a bad friend. I just, I navigate life in a certain way. I navigate interactions in a certain way that doesn't make it right or wrong. Um, there are things that I should definitely be more conscious of and more uh, open to, again, giving friendship the way that it can be received and not just the way I want to give it. But I don't feel as I'm a bad friend anymore. That was yeah. a lot. Why do I remember? No, so it was no, no, it was fair. <laughs> like, but no, that's like that's real because I've I've felt that way before. I've felt like um, I've been a bad friend. I actually recently had this feeling like a couple of days ago um, about like checking in with people, checking on people. Um, I was even telling myself like they phone work too. They can hit me up. I haven't heard from them. They know like where I'm at um, or if they want to talk to me. But I, I think that we talked about this earlier. Like I always found myself to be the one always reaching out. Um, and so like I'm trying to do that thing where I'm like, yeah, I mean, you can hit me up, too, if you want to talk. I don't want to be the one, like, I don't want to overstep my boundaries because I keep checking on you. Like, if I, my, and my rule is if I haven't heard from you in three or four days, I try to, like, see what's up. But, um, yeah, I don't, you you know, I never really know. I've been in situations, too, where, um, you, you know, like, I haven't checked in on people. We haven't spoken in a while. We, we get into a routine, but then we kind of fall out of the routine. Um... The same thing, too. Like, I want to hang out with people, but then something happens where either we don't hang out or um, I don't really know how to ask properly. Like, hey, do you just want to go do this thing? And the same thing, too. And I am impulsive in that way, too. I'll wake up and be like, there's a small workload today. I'm going to knock that out, but then I'm going to the movies later. Or uh, I'm going to go get tatted today because I ain't got nothing else going on. So I'll go do I'll oh, go do that. You got money. So, a little bit uh and so, <laughs> so and so like i'll go do that and just go like i'll go hang out and go do that thing because those are the things that like are super impulsive and you kind of don't want to do that thing the other thing is too i found out more that i always kind of have to convince people into like hanging out with me and that's not that doesn't feel good right like it doesn't feel good to be like i'm a fun person to be around y'all should kick it with me um or let's do this thing so uh, I ran into that recently with people telling me like, man, I should have went to the festival with you or I should have done this thing. And I'm like, I offered you to, I even offered to get you a ticket or go half on a ticket or whatever it was. Um, 
to do whatever and they didn't want to go nope i'm not interested i don't want to see none of those people all right cool then i'm all the ig stories now my dms is blown up like oh i should have i should have went with you damn it looks so fun and i'm like oh well yeah yeah i don't want to have to convince you to hang out with me that seems really weird i won't do that <laughs> Um, and it's like people come to your city and I'd be forgetting that they're going to be here. And they'd be like, mm. yeah, I'm leaving tomorrow. I'm like, fuck, you did say that you were going to be here. And I kind of just completely overlooked that I'm trash. And that just happened this weekend. Um. Oh, wow. Yeah. But again, it's like, am I a bad friend? I don't think so. But I do need to be more aware and more conscious of, you know, dates and things like in general that's just something that i've been struggling with and hopefully meds will help me focus and and be more on track with things so i'm realizing where my faults lie and i'm doing my best to overcome them no that's i real. feel like if i know and for a while i knew i wasn't shit and i wasn't doing nothing so i kind of was a bad friend but I'm actually taking steps towards, okay, these are things that I do that are ineffective and that ne- can or are negatively impacting my friendships with people that I genuinely care about and genuinely want in my life to some extent. So I need to work on these things if I want to maintain these friends or, or these people in my life. So I'm, I'm working. No, it's real. I am not working to <laughs> be a better friend. <laughs> Um, I think I'm actually pretty cool where I'm at. I just also haven't let people in close enough to like do do the thing of like, yes, I'm I'm a dope friend. Uh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out together. If uh, it'll be up to them to be like, you are a bad friend. I'm like, you know what? I need to fix that. But until somebody says that, we gonna keep doing what we've been doing. Uh, so <laughs> so yeah. Um. And yeah, that was really it. So uh, thank you guys for doing that with the five lies we tell ourselves about adult friendships. And now we will move into weed or seed. And so through all of these things that we talked about with friendships, what are some things that you want to keep as in seed, create, grow, and things you want to get rid of in friendships? Um, weed, get rid of those kind of things. Um, I am... Um doing my best to plant more seeds of, of initiating conversation. Okay. I'm doing my best to plant more seeds of being clear and expressing, okay, this may be a boundary that you're crossing something that's making me uncomfortable. Um, Cause I feel like with a lot of friendships, I really wouldn't say that I wouldn't really like, yo, this kind of hurts. Um, so that, and I'm going to weed out giving friendship the way I think it should be given and not based on what that particular friend needs from a friend. Mm. And I'm going to weed out my, uh, anxiety and and trepidation and inviting people out and doing stuff like that because sometimes i don't like the rejection i don't want the rejection so i just be like fuck it i'm gonna do it by myself um so yeah what about you same um (laughs) (laughs) same uh i um i would like to meet more new people um connect with people um and doing all of those things 
I also would love to kind of hang out more, get outside of my comfort zone and hang out with people who do things. But I also want to meet more creatives like face to face. I think I'm really good at connecting with creatives via like online and stuff like that. But like being around people who create things in person, like going to their events or rather just sitting down and talking to them um, always inspires me and also makes me want to create more things and be a better creative in that way and a better business owner. Right. Like how do I get to showcase this person's skill or skills that people that I'm working with. Um, also want to get rid of like, not just people or relationships or friendships or whatever that don't serve me, but like also think like get rid of things that don't make me happy. Right. Mm. So um, I've had a lot of conversations about like settling for things. And I think I'm getting to the point where I don't want to settle for stuff anymore. Um, I'm, I'm always the first person to like want to compromise, but even in the compromise negotiations, when we're doing that, I always, it's always 60, 40 and I'm walking away with like, I gave up way more, um, to help meet this resolution. Um, and if things get left at a stalemate, then it's essentially like, I'm okay with walking away from this. I think I had always been that way. Like I had always been like, I'm fine with walking away from this. It doesn't bother me. Um, and then I gained this thing where like, oh, no, but I do really care. Like, um, so now I'm kind of getting back to the like, yeah, nah, it doesn't matter. We can walk away from this and we'll be OK. Um, and and that's the thing. It's not bad to have that skill as long as you know how to properly navigate it where you're not just essentially being like some madman <laughs> where you're like <laughs> where you're just essentially like, I don't feel about anything. But um, I also have to realize that like whatever doesn't serve me and doesn't make you happy you have to essentially get that out of your life you have to weed that out um I and i think more i think more people um don't do that they essentially like like you said before like going with the flow essentially leaves you in the gray um and you it's easy for things to fall in between the cracks mm-hmm. um so i also have to work on being very clear about like what i want for my friendships um also with like what is on and off the table as far as like topics or things like how we connect in that way. So, um, yeah, those are the things that I am seeding and I am weeding, uh, this week. So yeah, this was dope. I appreciate this, man. It was, this was a really great conversation. I feel like people don't really talk about it. Like, like, like friendship was just treated as a given and not something that kind of does require some active work and not just a passive thing. So, I'm happy we had this conversation, man. Yes, it's dope. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Okay, Don't I won't. <laughs> but yeah, this has been another dope episode of Grow of the Grow Bro Podcast. Let us know how y'all navigate friendships and things too, and and if there's anything that we said that resonates with y'all, or if you think I'm crazy for something. Um, do you actively? nurture your friendships or do you just passively let them do what they do that's a really great question and we like to know what y'all be doing talk to us on twitter and things for sure hit us up (laughs) and with that being said remember you guys seasons change mad things rearrange but if it ain't growing it's dead we out peace